Welcome to Faith of Our Fathers. This week we feature Percy Crawford and his weekly television broadcast, Youth on the March. Percy's first experience in radio to reach lost souls came in 1925 when he was a student at Biola, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Biola had an extremely powerful radio station, KTBL, perhaps the first all-religious radio station in the world. Percy got up to the microphone and preached to a large audience. He understood the power of radio to get his message across to those who needed Jesus in their lives. Today's sermons, with a little help from his family, are taken right from 1950's Youth on the March broadcasts. You know, I was uh, in a jail service in Los Angeles once, and I saw a leper. I was having a service there, and the guards let me look in through the bars, and I saw a fellow with leprosy. Leprosy is an awful thing. And uh, I was reading this week in 2 Kings, the fifth chapter. Let me read you a verse. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria, but he was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. He was a leper. I noticed that. He was a leper. And you know, this was an interesting story, how God had given deliverance uh, to Syria. God had done it. In the battle, he had, he had brought victory to Syria. And uh, this man was captain of the host, leading all the armies, directing the whole thing. And he was honorable, it says. He was a great man. He was courageous. He was respected by all, but he was a leper. And I was reading that this week, and I thought how typical that is today of people in our great nation. Leprosy is an awful thing. Uh, and yet there are people today who are religious, who do the best they can. They try hard. They're good. They're honorable in the sense that people call them good. They go through the motions of a little religion, but they're lepers. Well, I don't mean with the real leprosy, but leprosy in the Bible is a type of sin. And sin is an awful thing. Sin blackens and mars and stains a person's life and every man and woman breathing today throughout the nation, you and I, before God, were lepers. The stain of sin is upon us. And that's one of the hardest things to get people to see, that you and I, before God, are lepers. Into our lives has come the blight of the stain of sin. And oh, that's the thing that God wants us to see, that tonight, you and I, before him, were lepers. This man, it says a lot about him, but he was a leper. He was a leper. And I would tonight that you could see that before a holy God, your life and my life is not perfect. Your life before a holy God has been sin-stained and blackened so that God sees it as leprosy before him. The stain of sin's there. I read a while back the story of a man, a wealthy man, who had a son who was terribly marked in birth and had a terrible scars all over his face and he would never let him see himself. He kept all mirrors, all, all possibilities of him seeing himself away from him. And when he had grown up to be a, uh, a grown-up man one day, his enemies uh, got before him a mirror and he saw himself and saw himself as he really was. And that's what God wants us to see, that before a holy God, you and I, today, not in the eyes of people, but before him, our lives are checkered and stained and blackened and marred by sin. He was a leper, but he was a leper. I read that. And then I noticed he was directed. The little maid said, oh, I would to God he was down in Samaria, for there he would be healed. There's a man there who could heal him. 
and word came to him, and so <clears throat> the king gave him a letter to the king of Samaria, and he took it down with all the gold and all the changes of garment and the presents for him, and he came into the king, and the king said, Who am I, a god, to make a cleanse of leprosy? Well, this king just wants to start a fight with us. Get out of here. And uh, Elisha heard it. Elisha said, uh, Send him to me. Let him know that there's a prophet and a god in the land today. And so he came over and stood at the door with great trumpet and great sound, probably had the brass band with him and great uh, uh, elaborate proceedings, and the old preacher wouldn't even come out to see him. Wouldn't even go near him. And I like that, you know. Some of us preachers today, you know, when a dignitary comes our way, my, how we, we scrape and we fuss, and no, sir, not this fellow. Nothing to do. And he sent orders to him. He said, oh, if he wants to be clean, let him go and wash in the Jordan seven times. And the fellow was insulted. Why, he said, I thought that he'd come out and, and call on his God and strike his hand on the place and make a big show of the thing. No, sir, God doesn't work that way. He said, tell him to go and wash in the Jordan seven times. And he went away mad. He started to go, and his servant said, now listen, if he'd asked you to do some big thing, you'd have done it. With a big, uh, uh, put you on the television coast to coast and, and do this or do that. Well, all it'd be great stuff, but no, no, no. Just asked you to do a simple little thing, humiliating. And he listened to them. And he said, all right, I'll do it. He was mad first. But he said, I'll do it. And it says he obeyed. He went down. Why, he said, are not the rivers of, uh, of Abana and far, far, far better than these old, all the rivers in, uh, of this land of theirs in Samaria? Why, our rivers are cleaner and better than them. And yet he went. And you know, God has opened up a fountain, a cleansing for sinners, for you and for me. It's not very nice to have people call you and sneer at you and ridicule you and, and poke fun at the slaughterhouse religion and the fact that there's a fountain opened up for sinners today. And they laugh and ridicule at you and sneer at you and think it's very humiliating to have to go down and trust the simple way of trusting in Jesus. But it's God's way. And I can see him going down to the river and going down once, dipping in the dirty old river and coming up and saying, there, I know better than I was before. And yet he went down the second time. There, see there, I'm not even, not even starting to be cleansed. And on down, time after time, till the seventh time, and he was clean. He came up clean, all excited to think of it. Cleansed of my leprosy. <laughs> Some years ago, I was just like him. I was skeptical. I sneered. I didn't believe the Bible. I poked fun at others who trusted in the blood spilled on Calvary. I stood on street corners and ridiculed some of these half-baked Christians, as I called them. I was a smart aleck, you know, like some who of you tonight who sneer and laugh at us because we stand for the Bible and Jesus Christ. I said, why, that stuff, that would never do for me. And yet one day I went and was dipped in the fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and when I trusted in Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, he cleansed me from my sin. That's why I'm sold on it. The greatest thing in all the world today is to know that Christ died on the cross for your sins. Tell me this, do you know that? Are you trusting him? Do you, have you reached the place in your life of desperation where you see that in yourself there's no good thing? And then looked away to Calvary and seen that there on the cross Jesus died for sinners. He didn't die for good people. He died for sinners like you and me. And even though you're black and vile, he can cleanse you. A young chap by the name of Frank Ream down in Clementon a while back when we had a meeting received Christ as a Savior was wonderfully transformed. I shook his hand and three weeks later he took Rocky Mountain spotted fever and died. And his mother wrote me and said, how thankful we are that our 16-year-old boy had given his heart to Jesus there that night. That's the thing that counts, to be cleansed from one sin. That's what God wants you to have tonight. 
Will you trust him? I hope you will. We're certainly honored to have in our studio here in Philadelphia, Stuart Hamlin, formerly of uh, Hollywood, or at present in uh, Hollywood, Mr. Well, Hamlin. still out there, Still person. out there. Well, we're certainly happy to have you with us. You know, somebody asked me a while ago, was Stuart Hamlin really converted? Well, uh, you can say that for sure. You bet your life I said that. And we're so glad that the Lord has wonderfully saved you. We thought it'd be nice for the people to hear about it. And, and we want that little song that you've written, too. Will you All tell right. about that? Sure, All right, Percy. Fine. And I'd just like to tell the people that's looking as well as listening, you know, friends, the wonderful part about Christ is he can, serve, he can save a fellow under a Stetson hat, a Derby hat, or no hat. In fact, I'm so proud to be here and happy to be here to listen to this music because I think that music plays a big part in America. And here is a Columbia recording of mine entitled, It Is No Secret. And fella, what God did to me, he can do for you because I can't copyright that, you see. The chimes of time ring out the news that another day is through. And someone and fell Was that someone you You may have long For added strength Your courage to renew Do not be disheartened For I have news for you It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you, it is no secret. What God can do There is no night For in his light Oh, you'll never walk alone And you'll always feel at home Makes no difference where your weary feet may roam And there is no power No power can conquer you when God is on your side, just take him at his wonderful promises. Don't run away and hide. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you.